0: exactly what they tried to do in the offseason was to address the Password situation. And even with no Dante Jackson in the secondary, they uh, held, off, held off back there uh, despite not having him. Uh, because of the pressure that's created up front, I mean, just uh, working right to the formula they've been trying to do. Well, you guys were giving away um, game balls like they were uh, free waters at a marathon. Technically, technically, Mick was. <laughs> I know Mick <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll go wee <laughs> on it, but technically, if you boil it down, Mick was who even was trying to give Jake DeLoma a game ball. But you really could have gone, uh, you know, a bunch of different guys. Uh, and this is the, the, the group that we thought they were going to be. Um, and all offseason long, the, the mantra was really we got to get faster, we got to get quicker on defense. And, you know, bringing him, Brian Burns was huge. Uh, Bruce Irvin finally coming back. I thought Joe McCoy maybe had one well, of his best games. Uh, in his young tenure with the Panthers. And then how about Russ Cockrell, the uh, former Duke standout? I mean, man, that guy was making plays, and he may have made the, I don't know, be too dramatic, uh, but that interception that he had, because of where it came, it was, uh, you know, it the, was the, the Hopkins, um, the kind of that screen out to Hopkins, and he had the option to, to throw for the... Did uh, give a receiver an option to throw? Yeah, he'll throw 100%. 100% I'm he throw it. it. Uh, and, of course, and then... And, uh, you know, Ross was in good shape to intercept and then gave the Panthers a really good field position. And I really thought that was the turning point in the game, even though it was kind of a seesaw game. But the, the Panthers' offensive drives were like two, three yards, four yards here, maybe a long play, another two, three, four yards, sack fumble. It's a vicious cycle, right? So the, the Panthers really benefited, I think, from um, you know, obviously the missed field goal and the, the defense had it been not, not break. But that interception, I think, really kind of stemmed the tide. Then it, you know, of course, set up the, the big touchdown. Of course, Jarius Wright, uh, if you want to look on the offensive side of the ball, he was a guy that we, we, we did talk about on the postgame show. But I don't know that he got enough uh, credit on social media, if that's, if that's a new thing now. Um, <laughs> <it's> social media, I <laughs> Yeah, <You know, laughs> social media. No, but just, you know, but uh, just the, a lot of times, you know, obviously the stars get a lot of attention, but Jerry's Wright had some big catches in the, the game. I mean, McCaffrey obviously with 170 in all-purpose yards was the offensive star. But, um, and, and, you know, McCaffrey obviously made those plays. I mean, that one play where he, the that little uh, pass that he had that he stretched out for and then, like, slid for a first down, uh, you know, huge. So, But I, I think what's encouraging is that you go from a situation where you're 0-2 and the sky is falling to all of a sudden now at 2-2, two two, uh, you know, hope has returned to the fan base, and I think that's a great thing. And, and Marty Hardy, I think, said it best when he was on the postgame show. He said, 2-2 two two has never felt better. Yeah. Because when you start 0-2, yeah, you you're 0-2, and, and you, you lose your, your franchise quarterback, and you think, all right, we're in trouble. But um, it is interesting, though, how the last two games, Jim, have been very complementary um, styles of football in that um, all three phases are feeding off each other, and that has been really the recipe for for Carolina's success as long as we have been here. As long as you've been here longer than I have, um, both with the Panthers and I was you here before they were the doors. Yeah. You, you, you were here oh, sure. really the Panthers. <laughs> I did, I actually burst them. But um, I think that um, you look at the team as just like they are, they're balling on both sides. Cal Allen, like, even when it wasn't like his best statistical game, he uh, didn't get phased by the turnovers. Touchdowns and interceptions. by mean, he just you know, kept doing the offense thing. He got McCaffrey. just use him, use him up. This is not the time to worry about his carries right now. No. try to get a young quarterback up and running right now. So it's exciting to see that uh, you know he was able to handle some adversity because He knew he wasn't going to roll out four touchdown performances one after another out there. And so the fact that uh, again it wasn't too big for him to do okay, they won. The Think whatever combination wins games, you don't ever mess with that. Coach came out Monday and said he yeah, has another week of Kyle Allen for sure this week, and then we'll, we'll see about down the road or whatever. But, um, you know, going against Jacksonville, I mean, it'll be fun to see what he can do. We saw a four touchdown game, we saw a no touchdown game from him. So, what will well, well, the Jacksonville game? Which one's closer to the truth? We're about to find out. Well, and you look at Jacksonville, it's kind of a similar story to Carolina. That he was their you know, new quarterback. Well, Nick Foles was going to be their guy this yeah, year and their veteran quarterback um they started off like oh crap um but uh, Gardner Garner has come in and kind of <laughs> has a great story and he's actually, he <laughs> and he's a cat, like he don't you think he like he would fit in in like the heydays of the 70s with like Kitty stabler oh, and mustache yeah. Along <laughs> <and Terry Gretchen. laughs> yeah but I mean that's a throwback alone right uh, I love it I mean and he's a good player I mean I've only gone back and watched some of their game on like game pass, the, the touchdown pass. I mean, he moves so well in the pocket, very elusive in the pocket, he can run. So he's an athletic quarterback, makes good throws, makes good decisions. I went through like 215 or something in the game last week. Uh, but it's that same thing. It's like when you bottle a little bit of winning magic, you just kind of go with it. And, and that, that little spark he's brought through the last couple weeks, it's working very similar to what Cal Allen's doing it here with the Panthers. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. And we saw Leonard Ferdinand run for 225 yards for Jacksonville in their win last week. Not that he's likely to do anything like that again against the Panthers defense, but, you yeah, got to make really more formidable than they looked a couple weeks ago. And last check, Jalen Ramsey is still on the uh, Jaguars. As of this recording, we do this on Tuesday. we have seen everybody. You know, we saw Melvin Gordon come back. Yeah. You, know, you see Antonio Brown come and go, come and go. Uh, but now we'll, we'll see on Jalen Ramsey. But right now he's still part of their team, for whatever it's worth, part of their team. It's going to be interesting to see. I think this is—I uh, mean—the storylines coming into this game. Are, the obvious one are—you know—two young quarterbacks, uh, two fantastic running backs. Uh, Panthers, I think, have the edge defensively, but you know, two—you know—paper, two good defenses. Uh, and these are two teams. Whenever these two teams meet up with each other, it's always—you know—the the inaugural 1995 teams that came in together. Since, so and obviously because they're in the AFC and the NFC, that you know they don't play very often. It's, it's rare that we see these two in the league together, right? Back in '95. But and <laughs> good job by the marketing department, by the way. Uh, because obviously, on Sunday, this is going to be like the, the hall of honor for the Panthers, and of course, Jake home uh, against Jacksonville back in 2003. That was the game that really elevated came the bench. He Came yeah. off the bench to beat Jacksonville. Ricky with the catch in the end I can still see that. Yeah. Um And really, one of the, that's still probably one of the top. I mean, you'd have to say it's still a top 10 moment in franchise. as we should tell me 25 uh, years on Panther football. It so years. unlikely, man. It was like the, the spark that led to Super Bowl. Right. Because Ronnie P.A. was supposed to be. Ronnie P.A. had played the year before. That. They got the halftime of the game and they were shut out. They had truly like 10 yards of offense in the first half. I mean, first game opening home opener, John Fox goes to the bench and brings Jake DeLohm. I asked Jake about it this weekend, actually, as my in Houston. I said, when exactly did you find out? He goes, hey, as we were walking through the locker room at halftime come uh-huh. in the second half. They didn't prepare during the week, like, hey, be ready, just yeah. chase, whatever. It's kind of like, you know, you are anyway. But there was no, like, special, like, guys like, hey, you know, just know that you're going to play, if it gets off to a slow start. Comes in through three touchdowns, that like fourth uh-huh. down, to Ricky rookie in the end zone for the go-ahead score, so the stadium erupted. And that that was was just uh-huh. It was crazy. crazy. I mean, that was awesome. And then at NRG Stadium, uh, was it, did you guys talk at all about the Super Bowl? We did. You know, we're really high up there. So Jake walks in the booth. He goes, wow, it's high up. I go, I know. That's why we didn't know anything about Janet Jackson until after the game. <laughs> the and he said um, they knew it in the locker room at halftime. He goes, so this is halftime so long. It's like half an hour. He goes, guys, you're talking about it in the locker room at halftime. I go, yeah, we left the stadium and we're doing the halftime show live on the air right, radio. No. I get on the buses and people are all talking about Janet Jackson and the wardrobe malfunction. I go, wait, what, Why would <laughs> <Yeah>, you do this? <guys." laughs> <laughs> and back then, social media did exist, so we didn't have all the, you know, the knowledge going all around us to, to know that was going on. But, um, yeah, we talked about that game with Jake, and, you know, there, two they scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, 19 points yeah. against your other favorite team, the Patriots. You know, to me, that was still one of the best Super Bowls ever obviously entertainment value. it was a slow yes. start, <laughs> but really, really slow first quarter, first half was not exciting, but that game really picked up steam and obviously went down to the wire. Right, and uh, that fourth quarter was was amazing. I remember I was sitting um, in the auxiliary press area. It was probably I forget where exactly. I think it was probably like the forty yard line, but it was like all the way up. I mean, it was it was underneath the press box, uh, so it was still high up, but not uh, not terribly um, not terrible seats. Um, but what I remember about that Super Bowl was originally we weren't going to do anything post game show wise. So I ended up buying tickets. I got four tickets, and um, and then, uh, as, as, as things got closer, uh, Ethan and I, Ethan Horton and I, Ethan was doing the post-game show with us, uh, we ended up uh, getting credentialed, which allowed us, it was a strange credential that allowed us into the press box before and after the game. <laughs> Theoretically, we weren't allowed to be in there during the game. Okay. And, uh, and you remember John Peter Perel, for us to do uh, flashes on, on, on six ten. Uh So John was there with WEI, the big Boston uh, sports radio station, and they... For whatever reason, now, again, this is 2003, so this is before the huge run for the, I mean, the Patriots. I mean, they had one in 2001, but apparently WEEI, they weren't the flagship, so they got, like, maybe one credential. And so, like, the executive producer for John's morning show, the Dustin Callahan show, he took the credential. So John uh, was there for the whole, whole week, and I think they, there was some of confusion. They thought they were going to get tickets. Or, long story short, meter prowls on the outside looking at. And of course, you know we were buddies. So I said, "Well, I get this thing that will get me in the building, so I'll go in on that." And why don't you take my ticket? So he sat with my my brother, my brother in law, with one of my best friends, and uh, in the Panther section, it was down. It was in the end zone, great seats. I mean, these were awesome seats, uh, and we were just to the left of like there was like a little inlet where, where I don't think it's where the teams came in, but it was an entrance way, and they built like a stage, and literally the stage was, like, right next to us, like, chest high. And so I'm up, and I ended up sitting with TC from, from WFNC at the time, and, and the guys from Fox, uh, I think Bruce, uh, Bruce Snyder. So I, so I I found a, I, I a spot day that was, like, an empty seat, so I sat with them, and me and Pearl sat in my seat with, with my friends and my, my family. And I think, um, it wasn't halftime, but it, one of the, I think, maybe in between quarters, like, Jessica Simpson <laughs> did something. And she, she was literally uh, like right there, and uh, and right next to me. Pearl, Mia Pearl told me after he was like, "I was so close. I could have touched her. It was so close. He would have been arrested. He would have been arrested. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably would have been, you know, never allowed in there. And then the, the fell state. I guess he was at the height of Jessica Simpson being yeah, yeah. a big deal. But that was yeah. But I mean, I know it did, uh, now. It doesn't seem as big a deal. Like maybe I I have have said, artist Greg. Jessica. Simpson. Maybe I should have said Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> and Lady Gaga was like right there. Jim. <laughs> Jessica Simpson came back as uh, Daisy Duke at some point. right. Well, she was, but you remember, she was huge then. But that was, I mean, that was, uh, and I, no, we didn't know, because in the stadium, you didn't have any clue, like, what happened with the whole Ken no. Jackson thing. But it happened so quick anyway. are yeah. people that are watching the MTV, that barely right. even knew. So I, yeah, so it wasn't until after, the, after, like, we got, I met up with them afterwards, and I don't think they had heard. Well, that would have been a much, much better yeah. memory. But Jake said yeah. it's one of his favorite memories anyway, just because the experience, the game was close and interesting. So, despite the loss, you know, Jake said it's it's a, it's a positive memory. But when you look at playing in the NFL, like you're the odds of you playing on a winning team consistently are tough, right? I mean, you could play for a team for ten years and would have you know maybe two or three winning records. Talk yeah. okay, about so throwing a group of Browns fans, for right. know I know, that's, <laughs> I know <laughs> I'm not rubbing it in. Trust me. They are actually good them. ones growing up, but. Uh, and then Jake finished his career as a Texan, A lot of I don't right. realize he got a call in November when they, um, they broke all their mats, Matt job and Matt Lyon, and then T.J. Yates, and then T.J. T.J. Yates had <laughs> didn't play against us, even though we had a game against them, but he did finish out, played the tights. the game that went down to the wire, they lost by a point and missed a two-point conversion at the end on a bad snap. Uh, and that was the end of his career. He just uh, walked off the field that day and knew right then that he wasn't really planning on coming back that season, 2011, but he came back in. An extra month, if you will, with the uh, Houston, Texas, to close out yeah. his career. Yeah. He lived. He drove from Louisiana to our game last uh, Saturday. It was like about a three-hour drive. Oh, really? Yeah. For him to get there, he thought it'd be two actually, but he said it took three with traffic. Well, the traffic was a little longer. Yeah. Well, that's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. The Panthers are gonna celebrate their history. Uh, this is the 25th season. Steve Smith going in. Jordan Gross, uh, Wesley Walls. Um, and I, all, you know, he, I don't think you can say any four of those guys are. Certainly, so, wow. Certainly, there's so many more, if anything. So, well, yeah. the, but the good thing is, this is going to be something that's going to be built, added on to. This is sure not done. Yeah. There's a lot of guys we can think of that'll be future ones, like obviously Julius Peppers. Yeah, Jim Peppers. Um, I think i are assume and probably, like, when you look at absolutely, absolutely older guys. Yeah, absolutely. Some guys that uh, are going to be on this current roster, you know, who keeps the eyes oh, like this, sure. probably only out of time. Camp sure sure. being an MVP. So I would think, uh, yeah, it's going to be the start of something fun and it was fours, almost like you feel like they're trying to catch up. Yeah, yeah, I right? think you would yeah. do like right. one or two, being four fours like a Hall of Fame in Canton yeah. kind of size. Well, it's kind of like number. Well, it's kind of like the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Like they had this because you know when you start something like this, you got to throw in some numbers, you know, to to, to build it up over time. But you're right. There's so many guys, uh, even just in the last ten years that you can you can throw in there. Yeah, some great players. you know, I think Greg Olson uh, not the the Panthers. It would be a, another candidate with some of that stuff. I mean, yeah. so it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to carry a lot of that at halftime on the radio. We're kind of ditching our halftime show and, and trying to carry as much of the four guys talking at halftime. So this is interesting. mix going to have to go down with Jake at about the five-minute mark of the second quarter. Yeah. So I'm going to, to go back to August, do preseason. We'll jump back in and do play-by-play. And we're going to have Mike Tolbert and Kevin Dolly come in. Nice. So we'll be like the night shift. Yeah. <laughs> we'll come in and <laughs> Until so the bullpen. Yeah, until some point early in the third quarter when Jake and, and Mick get back up. But like, take your time, enjoy it, savor the moment. Take and a, when they won't let the door, take it a laugh. you know going to be go. chopping <laughs> at the <laughs> head. <laughs> he running through the stairs, you know, past back and pants over trying to get back. Well, he, he does wear sneakers, so he does it at all times. And uh, But like with Jake, even just um, enjoy the day, enjoy the moment. Yes. I mean, it's, it's not to the say the broadcast is secondary. But, I mean, you only get inducted into the hall ring. Yeah your home team, like, that yeah. once. And, um, you know, for you know, Jake and Jordan, quite frankly, I mean, i not to on a can, so this is like as big of a deal as it's going to be, so this is pretty cool. And, um, you know, Jake was playing down. Yeah, we talked about him, uh, about it with him last week. And, you know, like, you know, I'm not the guy that gets into the personal accolades. He goes, you know, I'm sure with the moment count, dude, will strike him, but he was a no nervous, true, yeah. acting out of sorts about the fact that this was coming up this week. And that's a lot of fun, and certainly is well-deserved. And, you know, I think with Jacksonville coming in, it, you know, obviously a fitting opponent as we mentioned, they both came in, and, and the Panthers and the Jaguars came in in 1995, and you know that was a big turning point in the 2003 season. Um, I don't. I, that's a good. That's a good. Can that be a turning? Can it? Can a first game be a turning point? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah so You know, momentum can start there. I remember one year the Panthers with Chris Week. He won their first game in Minnesota oh, lost well, the next 15. That was my first year in those 2001. <laughs> welcome to welcome to Charlotte. I know. So that was a dividing line in that particular season. And no, we already mentioned, uh, as I said, Jake with Jacksonville. I mean, you got to keep it going. You got to stack wins after that. You can't just live off that Jacksonville win in 2003. But you know, it kind of brought a new energy. I and mean, remember, there were games. If you look back, Jake had some really bad numbers. You know, no touchdowns, turnovers, and the defense won the game. That's just how it goes. The week before the offense this past week scored thirty eight in Arizona. So some weeks the offense will carry you, some weeks the defense. in this case it was the defense with uh, with Houston. And I think that's what's been good to see with Kyle Allen is you now granted he had the three sack fumbles, but that was you know, they were able to overcome that fairly field. fixable, but as okay, I mean, yeah, that exactly. I, I, I could have been a no, excited game in spite of that. Right. So was that make too big of a point. Yeah, he's, 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 he's actually fumbled all five times. He's been sacked in two days. That's a bad trend. That's a bad trend. <laughs> so it's time to fix it. No doubt. It's, bad. it's bad. time to address that. But two hands on the football. I'm sure this week i will be like a fullback back there until he well, I was gonna it. say, is this gonna be like the old uh, high school thing or college thing where uh, he's gotta like carry the football with two hands everywhere he goes, and pre- like in, in practice in, yeah. st- in the in the film room? Save two hands with it. the <laughs> Octagon or whatever. But you know, you know, Coach Rivera. He's been asked about rookies that struggle and young players that struggle before, and do you, do you bench them or? you? You know, make more and he is like such the least punitive coach that I've ever heard of and that's just his style it's not because he's a big softie not sure. because he's a former player and he knows what works right. he's like no we want they're part of our team we want success right. so we don't want to like make it a bigger deal than it is and I'm talking about. he's, he's never about the Kyle Allen fumbling thing but just based on how he's talking about past rookies I, I know what it was DJ Moore last year dropping a couple couples uh, yeah, yeah, was in yeah. Washington yeah. You know, how do you handle that his answer was you know Work on it. You're positive. You're reinforcing, as opposed to like getting in their face and threatening them. So that's just his style as a human being, as a coach, and as a motiva- motivator that uh, has been has been good for him. I've heard some of that, uh, coach talk about this at youth level, well, but you know I think it pertains, right? It's like instead of saying, you know, make sure you don't drop the ball, make sure you don't drop the ball. You know, the, the phrasing is okay. Hang on to it. It's that, you know, like you know, so, I mean, it's that positive reinforcement as opposed to that like negative and, and sometimes that that. Um, you know that works. I think the thing I'm I'm looking forward to with Kyle Allen is, um, is, is kind of in that. You, you still have to be a game manager, even if you are throwing the sling of the ball and you know making big plays. But you still have to be able to manage the game well. He, he's been able to do that. And he's been able to overcome mistakes. And when you look at his passing numbers, I mean, he's over seventy percent uh, in the two games this year. And so you take away those three sack fumbles, and you know maybe that, that, that's a different game. But I think it was good learning. Experience for him too, because um, not to say that was a come, welcome to the NFL moment, but and I don't think he's the type of guy that was going to get big-headed. But you don't have to worry about that now, because yeah. even though they won the game, that there was a lot to come back and coach after that. He came in as you would expect a quarterback, and a leader, when he came in at the post game like to quote play. So it's, it's on me. A, like, clearly, it is, but he didn't sugarcoat it. Yeah, you know, we dashed a few bullets. The defense played great, but they missed by, by two yards on two, two, two that yeah. uh, yeah. Deshaun Watson threw out there, and they were just off the mark. And that was just that missing. We weren't defending. Right. We, were, we were behind the playoffs. And guys. you went up, and Deshaun Watson went, went back on the field after the game. It was really yeah, fun. a lot of video, which is cool to see. I think we're all Deshaun Watson fans with your Clemson fans. Yeah. What a great guy in this league. And the injuries, he's gone through the two ACLs. But, you know, that... I said that going into the game last week. Like you could play great defense against them throughout the game, but they were, I think, second to the Patriots in big plays, sure. 30 plus right. hard plays, and they just missed on two. So you can play great defense for, let's say, 73 defensive snaps, and they can burn you out two. I right. had If they hit one of those two, it yeah. could have been a different outcome. Absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a one-position yeah, It could have been a different outcome. But we, hey, we survived in advance. So survived in advance. <laughs> That's right. We'll That's borrow right. that from Gus Johnson. Right. will right. borrow that at the NCAA tournament. So uh, Sunday, uh the home game. start at o'clock. Ten o'clock yeah. the with the pregame. Good old Pete at home and, and, and then we'll get ready for London and the bye week of San Francisco, but it's a little oasis of an island there is that we're gonna have one home game here. And Mike, um, yeah, for you guys, not only a post game show, but people can come visit the SRI show right, right fifth quarter, yeah, we'll be in the uh in the North the Lounge. it. I, uh, I know, they're very excited about it. North Lounge, uh, people can hang out. Uh, up until about 6 o'clock. You can watch the, the first half of the 4 o'clock games. Uh, Brett will be back. Uh, he's um, going to leave the role and, and come back and join us in the studio. And uh, Of course, Eugene will be with us as well. So a lot of fun. Um, should be a lot of fun. Hopefully, we'll be talking about a Panthers win. And 3-2, man, that'd, that'd be great after five games, especially with that OT start. Oh, absolutely. So it'd be great to think of a winning record and, uh, and take that to London. There's a big game coming up. So a lot of exciting games coming up here and
1: Monday